You're listening to Unbound from Northeast Kansas Library System. To learn more about us, please visit nekls.org. Our guest today on Unbound has over 18 years of experience working in libraries. Savannah Ball has done it all, from being a shelver to regional library consultant to manager. Recently, Savannah developed People First Libraries to offer training that values the most important part of the library, the people. Savannah, could you please say hello to our Unbound listeners and share a bit about your background in libraries? Yeah, hello, Unbound listeners. Um, Thank you, Anna and Dan, for having me today. I do have to admit that this is my very first podcast interview, so it kind of feels like a rite of passage. Um, So (laughs) thanks for facilitating that for me. Um, So my background in libraries, I am obviously a lifelong library user, like a lot of librarians. When I was growing up, we used to live near the downtown Wichita library, and my mom would actually like allow me to walk to and use the library alone which now as a parent myself, I kind of um, sort of question that a little bit. Um, (laughs) But my mom actually found librarianship later in her life um, and became a librarian herself when she was in like her late 40s, um, which as a library loving um, middle schooler, I thought was just the coolest thing ever (laughs) that she was going to work at this place that we went to all the time. And then I actually started as a part-time clerk at the library when I was 16. And then I became a full-time library assistant while I was in college, um, just getting my undergrad degree And I was not convinced at that point that I wanted to stay in libraries and actually got my bachelor's in communications just with the idea that I was going to go into like marketing or journalism. But as a lot of librarians probably understand that there's just something about helping people in the library that is really rewarding and kind of addictive. And so at one point... I had an administrator at my library that I really admired. And she came to me and said, "Um, you know, you're good at this. You should be one of us. And she encouraged me to get my MLS. And that encouragement kind of pushed me forward. And since then, I've gotten to have so many library experiences. So I've done programming. I've done youth services. I've done consulting, uh, managing I worked for a while at the Southwest Kansas Library System in Wichita as a branch manager, and then now in my current position as a division manager. And so right now I'm managing all of my library's partnerships, community connections, outreach, and our programming. And then in the last couple of years, since I decided I don't have enough going on in my life, Um, (laughs) I decided to start my own independent library training program that I call People First Libraries. Neat. Thanks for sharing. I also have some people I can thank for pushing me into librarianship. Yeah, it's always such a great special connection when you have that. Thanks, Savannah. I love that story about your mother. There's nothing that warms a librarian's heart more than hearing about how someone else became a librarian. So that's a really cool story to hear. Yeah, it was really neat. It just kind of dropped into her lap and um, she took it and worked for the library until she retired about like three years ago, a later in life career, but a long one. Very cool. So I wanted to talk to you about Apple, which is the training program for new public library directors. And you've been involved with the program, Apple program, since 2014. Could you tell us about your role in Apple and any insights you have gained from participating as a teacher in this program? 
So I've been teaching the annual customer service module for Apple um, for the last eight years. And, and I'm glad that you mentioned 2014, because when I first thought of that, I was like, oh my gosh, that was almost 10 years ago. It's crazy to think that we've been doing that for 10 years. Customer service has always been a passion of mine, and it's a need that I see in libraries a lot. Um, and I think if you think about like the stereotype of a librarian, you often think of like the cranky, severe, like bun wearing, shushing person. And I, I do think there's a reason that stereotype kind of follows us in ways. So when I had an opportunity to teach on the topic of service, I was really excited because I could see how I could play a small part, a very small part um, in kind of reversing that uh, stereotype. And so over the last decade, I've really seen the shift in librarianship to be more empathy driven, especially when it comes to how we serve customers. And so when I first developed that course, uh, going fine free was kind of this like pie in the sky idea that not a lot of libraries had made actually reality. And so now we're seeing so many organizations move to fine free and finding ways to be flexible and just less rule driven. And then we're having people like uh, Ryan Dowd, who's helping us to kind of understand how to de-escalate situations. And he talks a lot about checking our biases. Or we have leaders like Carla Hayden, who is the librarian of Congress, um, who's like letting Lizzo play James Madison's like priceless 1813 crystal flute. Um, so it's really becoming like less about the letter of the law and more about the intent. And I think that shift to things like inclusion and equitable access and having a service first mindset is reflected in how my Apple customer service module has just evolved through the years as those things have been happening more. I did talk about going fine free in 2014. And now I'm like, do I even need to talk about this anymore? Because so many of us are, are there at this point. So just seeing that shift and seeing how it's reflected in that module. And then of course, because I started it 10 years ago um, or eight years ago, I just keep adding to it. And so I feel like it keeps getting longer and longer and I probably need to <laughs> find a way to cut back a little. <laughs> you mentioned a lot of some things I really love with Ryan Dowd and seeing the change in Find Free. Thanks for making all those points and for being our uh, go-to customer service Apple trainer. Right. Yeah, I really enjoy it. It's It's a good experience for me. So we've mentioned it a couple times uh, that you created this independent consulting program recently. Would you tell us more about People First Libraries? Yeah, definitely. So I, I was seeing a need for library professionals um, to have training offered that was specifically related to practical library experiences. I focus on emotional intelligence skills in all of my training. And then, so I give trainings that deal with ambiguity and customer service and uh, leadership skills. And so there's a lot of training out there on those topics, but not a lot that applies directly to librarians. You know, I know I get more value from training when it's done by people who I know understand my experience um, and can give practical solutions to the issues that I encounter on a daily basis. 
And so that's kind of what I'm trying to do with People First Libraries is give that practical experience perspective for emotional intelligence topics. And I also just saw a need for emotional intelligence and empathy-driven and relationship-oriented training in library land. You know, I love to like go to conferences and hear about other people's innovations and their new services and like learn about the technical aspects of librarianship. But I think we need to talk just as much about our emotional journeys in librarianship, you know, like how we're connecting with our staff and what we're doing to build relationships um, with the people around us and our community and um, what communication skills people are using. Because I think like you can have all the best ideas about library service in the world, but if you're struggling with how to like build buy-in with your staff or how to communicate well with your colleagues or just even how to like manage your own feelings around the stress that like a new project would bring, then bringing those really great ideas forward successfully is going to be a lot more difficult. And so that's what I try to focus on is those kinds of topics in a practical sense. And so people can actually learn more about People First Libraries by going to my website, which is uh, just peoplefirstlibraries.com. Great. Uh, and that's where I, I found uh, more information to uh, have you present for our 2022 Nichols Fall Directors Institute we recently had. And you spent the morning with us sharing a presentation on servant leadership in libraries. So for the uninitiated, what was that program all about? Servant leadership is another topic that I feel passionately about. I should maybe check the number of topics I feel passionately about. So servant leadership is a leadership style that's kind of the opposite opposite of the traditional leadership power model. So in a traditional model, the leaders at the top and managers and staff um, and are working to support them. But servant leadership kind of turns that idea upside down and it puts the leader at the bottom. So that means that leaders are there in support of their staff and customers. Um, you know, they're setting goals, they're working out the big picture, and then they're rolling up their sleeves and they're getting in there and they're helping to get the job done. Servant leaders are communicating with their staff about the barriers that are preventing them from reaching their accomplishments. And then they're looking for ways to remove those barriers. And I think servant leaders serve first. And so I really enjoyed getting an opportunity to join all of you for your Fall Directors Institute and just talk about the concept and also ways that servant leadership can specifically be used in libraries. I think when you're wrestling with things like customer service or leadership skills, it can be like a really vulnerable experience. And so people being willing to come and um, talk about and learn about new ways of doing things is something that I always appreciate. Savannah, you've mentioned that dealing with ambiguity is another topic that you cover in training. And I was just wondering, can you give us a little insight as to what that training covers and some of those uh, subtopics that you might address? I offer a training that I've titled Ambiguity Versus Librarian, <laughs> How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Embrace the Unknown. <laughs> um, and that training was inspired by COVID and the way the entire world was just struggling with the ambiguity of like what the new normal was going to be. And what I was seeing was how difficult ambiguity can be for librarians in particular, because 
as a librarian, I can say we're often people who really enjoy order and sequence, and we want to classify things and develop policies and procedures that kind of take away that ambiguity. That's what makes us feel good. That's like literally our job description um, is to is to do those things. But I think library work is ambiguous work. And so it's in our best interest to find ways to succeed in ambiguity by uh, doing things like embracing change, understanding how your brain works when you're faced with ambiguity, and then why ambiguity is actually a really good thing and can help you grow. Because I do think if you're not faced with ambiguity and changing conditions, it can be hard to, to grow as a professional and as a person. Thank you for that. Now a broad question. Do you have any go-to librarianship resources that you would like to recommend? Yeah. So I mentioned Ryan Dowd earlier. So he wrote a book called The Librarian's Guide to Homelessness, and it's so great. Ryan is the director of a large homeless shelter in Chicago, um, but his strategies for working with customers are helpful regardless of whatever their housing situation is. He also has trainings available on Niche Academy that are really great if anyone has um, a subscription to that. And then I think I mentioned at the Fall Directors Institute that I love Brene Brown. Anything Brene Brown, I love. Um, she's kind of my go-to everything. And she has a book called Dare to Lead that is really great. And another book called Braving the Wilderness. Both are on my bookshelf. Both are ones I love. Um, and I think she's a really great resource for anyone who works in public service because her perspective kind of highlights the power of curiosity and empathy and wholeheartedness. And just talking about how people are different and making connections with people. Um, I think one of the most beautiful things about working in the library is it's the only place almost that people from different experiences and different economic statuses and ages all intersect and come together. And there aren't a lot of places like that left in the community. And so coming together and finding ways to serve everyone is a really important part of librarianship. And so her work is, is really helpful for that. Savannah, thank you for those recommendations. That They're excellent. Yes, I uh, definitely enjoy being signed up for Ryan's, I think, weekly emails that he sends out. And some of them are just really, really um, moving and inspirational. Well, we're already winding down our time with you. Is there anything we didn't talk about that you could share with us and our audience? The thing I'd like to talk about is just how excited I am about the future of librarianship right now. You know, I think the direction that we're heading with work around inclusion and equity is really exciting. I mentioned like Carla Hayden letting Lizzo play the flute. I mean, I just think there are so many amazing, cool things happening around access and I think now is the time for librarians to find like what about their work is most fulfilling to them and to look for meaning in what they do and look for ways to be impactful because as we're moving into the future, I think we have an excellent opportunity to kind of shape our roles in the community and also just how people view us. Right on. That's a good message. So thank you so much and for being with us today, the Directors Institute, and I see your messages about KLA. It's obvious that you're you're really a leader in Kansas libraries. So 
We really appreciate all the hard work you do. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I, I love to talk about all of this stuff. And so <laughs> um, check out my website, and uh, which is peoplefirstlibraries.com. Um, and just thank you for the experience today. Savannah, I really enjoyed our talk today. Thank you so much. We'll see you soon.